If you're an investor and you're buying a building with a business plan that must involve mass evictions or mass increases in rent, that's morally wrong. I know we're all journalists, come on. That is elevating profit, just a simple goal of profit above the aspirations and hopes and community of an entire building of people. And we know it's not isolated to 33 Park Street. It's happening all over the place, all over Boston and all over surrounding suburbs. Sometimes it even feels inevitable, but it's not inevitable. It's a simple thing that's wrong and that we can correct. And the beginning of standing to correct it is standing up to it. And so a lot of tenants here have decided when they got a 50% rent increase, that's always right. A lot of people decided that they would fight that, that they would decide to resist. And they can talk to you themselves, but not just because it's in their interest to do so, but because it's in the interest of the community. It's in the interest of working people all over the place to stand up to greed, corporate greed. And the owner of this place owns, what, 700 more units in Malden? 800. I stand corrected. So we're talking about somebody buying a building who doesn't need to do this. This is a this was and still is a vibrant community. They just don't need to do this. It's not something that's that's required by them. It's something that they're choosing to do just to make more and they already have a lot. And we we've had about enough of that in our society, I think, don't you? Yes. 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 So, we're here shining a big light on United Properties' purchase of this. And we want that big light because we're saying to ourselves, United Properties, you can't hide. We, we can, can see, see your greedy side. side. United Properties, you can't hide. We can see your greedy side. Oh, United Properties, you can't hide. We can see your greedy side. United Properties, you can't hide. We can see your greedy side. Oh, United Properties, you can't hide. We can see your greedy side. Oh, United Properties, you can't hide. We can see your greedy side. Oh, United Properties, you can't hide. We can see your greedy side. United Properties, you can't hide. We can see your greedy side. All right. So I think. Why are you not doing this in front of United Properties' office? That's next. A great idea. I'm sure that might might come to that. So we would like to invite up here all the folks who are here at the rally, who live in the building, who wish to say a word, or even if you don't wish to say a word, just come up and stand so people can see you. And we'd love to hear from you and why you're why you're engaged in this fight. Hi, it's Mike Crawford. Welcome to The Young Jerks. This episode is from 33 Park Street, Malden, Massachusetts, a rally that City Life Vita Urbana held for the tenants who just received a 50% rent increase from new ownership of the building that they live in. Uh, What follows? Uh, The next thing, uh, the next clip is going to be Mayor Gary Christensen, Mayor of Malden, Gary Christensen, as well as a couple other city councilors, including Steve Winslow, who were there. Uh, we interviewed the mayor, and uh, we're going to include some of the speeches from this and some interviews and uh, speeches from the tenants who are fighting this. 
Definitely want to give a big shout out uh, to City Life Vita Urbana. CLVU.org is their website. Definitely check them out and support them as much as you can because they're doing great work. This is a big issue locally, nationally, everywhere. Rent is too high. So this is from an event on Saturday, August 3rd that we attended. Here are the speeches. Here are the mayor. Here's city councilors and here's a bunch of tenants who are facing increasing rents. And uh, to open with, that was Steve Meacham from City Life Vita Urbana. Here we go. And I'm here at 33 Park Street uh, because I wanted to show my support to the tenants based on what they've been going through the past couple of uh, months. And I'm hoping that uh, based upon, you know, our meeting here and our you know, dealings with the new owner of the property that maybe there's something that we might be able to do. So that's why I'm here today. And what do you think about this just ongoing issue? Like, I know it's about this building and these residents, which breaks my heart here in the stories, but like, this is a big time region-wide issue. Yep. What, 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 how do we fix this? How do we start doing something about this? Everybody has to join in this together, not just the local level, but the state and federal level has got to come together on a plan moving forward. Uh, it seems like right now we all have our, you know, different responses when, based on what I've seen over my time as mayor, we need one cohesive response. So we've started to do that. You know, we now have Habitat for Humanity in Malden. And uh, any new developer that's come to us, we've told them that they have to have an affordable housing component to it. But, you know, we're a little bit late to the game, as you probably saw. We've had a lot of development in the downtown, but we're trying to trying to correct that as best we can. And one way of doing that is being here today. And um, have you talked to this owner, the, the, the landlord? Yes, we did. We had him into uh, the mayor's office uh, to impress upon him the importance of at least having a conversation with the tenants and he left our office saying he would but I'm being told by the tenants he has not so I have already reached back out to the owner to get an answer as to why that hasn't happened and what do you think about the uh, the tenant organizing the group here like how it's like are they is this you obviously support it but what do you think about them like uh, the, I want to say that name right city life city life I, Vita I, think it, I think it's great because what I've always found is that how, that's how change actually happens from the ground up. And so, again, that's why I wanted to be here today. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. For coming. Very much. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. The Teachers Association. And we've discussed with them and with the mayor about the idea of putting out a flyer through the schools, perhaps, that could invite people who have housing problems to some kind of meeting where they would get assistance before they before they move. So I'd like to invite somebody up from the Malden Teachers Association, or Malden Education Association, actually. Good afternoon. Thank you all so much for being here. I can't begin to thank you. This is so important. There are two things that are so important in communities, one being public education and the other being housing security. So I can't begin to express how important this step that you all have taken today is and that we don't stop here. 
that we continue to push for housing security, not just for 33 Park Street, but for everybody in the city of Malden, so that we do not see 50% rent increases ever again in the city of Malden, so that everybody who lives here can know that they are secure in their housing, so that we don't see anybody facing eviction because of this kind of immoral and unethical rent increase ever again so that we know that every single person never has to wake up wondering is this going to happen to me am i going to have somewhere to live tomorrow next week next month next year this is not acceptable we talk a lot about diversity in the city of malden well this is the exact kind of thing that squashes the diversity that we have it does right. not create equity it does not create equality this is not okay it is not acceptable and the malden education association will not stand for what has happened at 33 Park Street and we are 100% behind I'm each right. and every resident of this building and we will be with you every single step of the way all 750 plus members of the Malden Education Yeah, we are living at like 13 years here to pay like same rent, but they didn't increase the like too much. They just increased like 100, so like little bit, you know, about of the things like they renovate and they increase, but they didn't increase like too much. And they, when they coming, when they sold the building, they increased like 50% up. So we cannot afford like all this money and we just like working part-time job and how we gonna be paid I don't know like that's why it's so much difficulty for us. What did you think yeah. about this rally today and the people coming out? Yeah we just like support to all you know like we I don't want to give up I just want to stay here and I, I want to fight with the United. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I wish you the best of luck on this. Yeah, thank you so much. And you have, uh, tell us about your family. Yeah, my family, it's uh, like all of a senior person, like my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, like 65 years old, and one is right retired, and one is uh, working part-time. Like it's too much stressful for us. Yeah. I can imagine. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Thank you so much. So uh, my name is Megan, and I've lived here for about two years, a little less than two years. Uh, in April of this month, I got a 30-day notice to quit with a notice saying that my rent was going to increase 40%, uh, which I'm a, a grad student and I work full-time. Uh, I have very little time to deal with finding new apartments, and um, I just I think it's really unfair that a landlord can come in and say, completely disrupt a community, change what the community of the building is based on his own greed. Thank you. Um, how long has this been going on? Uh, since April of this year is when we started getting official notices from United Properties about the rent increases. Uh, about a month before then, we had started to hear that the building was sold, uh, and there started to be a lot of rumors going around about what the next steps were going to be. Where do you work? And I've heard a lot of people have already moved out. Is that true? Unfortunately, yes. Um, I wish there were more people who were fighting with us. Um, the support that we've gotten for our fight has been really incredible through City Life. And, and so like, today was was pretty incredible. Did you, you feel like that? 
Yes, uh, the, the first City Life meeting that I went to, uh, I was anxious because this whole situation is just so stressful. But the way that they lift everyone up individually um, in this fight and make it a community fight is just... You don't know what it feels like until you're in that situation. This is a rally that we're having in front of 33 Park Street in Malden, and it's a really old building that has a lot of had a lot of long-term residents, people who've lived here for um, some of them 30 years, 20 years. The super had lived here for more than 30 years and maintained the building. And in March this year, the owner of the building sold it to this real de estate developer who seems to own half of the residential uh, rental units in Malden. He owns a lot of commercial and residential places. And so when, they, when he bought the property over, he gave us uh, notices to vacate the building unless we sign an agreement that we were willing to pay an increase in rent of 47% for most of us. So, so about, we heard that about 25 out of 30 over units, you know, occupants have moved out. But, you know, some of us, a lot of us are staying, more than 10, definitely. And there have been some people that have moved in, but we're not, those of us who are staying, most of us have not agreed to paying the new rent. So we're just paying the old rent because we can't afford it. But we refuse to move out and we can't really find comparable housing because he owns everything, the new landlord. So everything is the same price, you know, and, and we can't afford that, you know. And, and a few people have reached out to the office managers. The office is in Malden to try to talk to them and they're not responsive. So we we having a rally here with uh, the help of City Life, Vida Urbana. Yeah, and we're going to try and get some sort of collective uh, negotiation going. That's great because uh, it looks like there's already a good turnout. It hasn't even started yet. More people yeah. are coming in. Yeah, we, we had a Facebook event that posted and uh, I think we had close to 30 confirmations and more than 100 people interested so we're hoping that it would be a really good turnout. Hey, hi, I'm Catherine Bergeron and what's going on is 33 Park Street uh, was bought by United Properties Incorporated and after they purchased it they raised the rents on people between 40 and 50 percent of what they've been paying and about half the building has either left or been evicted already or just complied with eviction and the rest of us are staying and fighting and how has this affected your life uh a lot less sleep um it's been extremely stressful you know i've been looking at other listings around the immediate area and just being terrified of how expensive everything is getting now you know even just a little while ago you know it wasn't unheard of to get get a studio apartment for like say well, hundred, but now it's getting closer to like two thousand a month, and I'm. This is insane. This is for one person, and you're expecting you're expecting people to have to have the kind of salaries of somebody who you know works in finance. That's that's insane. And the and the just talking to some of the residents here. I'm guessing they don't earn that kind of money. What kind of residents live here? Because they seem like nice people. Tell me about the yeah. residents here. 
the residents here are fantastic and are really the lifeblood of the city. There are people here who work at Stop and Shop. They work at the local restaurants. Uh, they work as pet sitters. I am a cat sitter professionally. Um, we're the people that actually make things go around here. I mean, if seriously, if absolutely everybody quit being an executive in the neighborhood and moved away, would anyone notice? No, probably not. But you would notice if you couldn't get food here at the supermarket or you couldn't go to the local restaurant and get food or go to the local library and get service. There's, or the teachers, there's also a lot of teachers that work, that work in this area. Where are they going to go? And actually one of the things that uh, the Malden Teachers Association brought up is that there are some students, high school students, who are not living at home for whatever reason, that they've become estranged from their family, they've been kicked out of their family, they're escaping abuse, yet they are unable, for whatever reason, unable to find a foster family for them, or it's not appropriate for them to live with a foster family. Some of these students actually live in places like, like this building because it's an affordable affordable place for a student to live. But now it's getting to the point that they can't afford to live here either, and that's destabilizing for somebody when they want to be able to go to their same school. And you also consider all the, there are families that live here. A lot of these families are attached to specific schools. What are they supposed to do when they have to move to an entirely other school system? So this is a thing that has a far-reaching instability for a lot of people. Like, have, It's not just you just move to a new space. It's you move to a new space, you have to possibly get an entirely new school for your children, a new job, um, maybe not as good a job, uh, maybe you have to take a second job. There's all these, these, all these really destabilizing effects and they've chosen to resist. But it's really hard to resist by yourself. It's really hard to resist in isolation. So they formed a tenant association. They sent a letter to management. What was the radical thing that they asked for? Negotiations. We have a sign here, don't evict, negotiate. They're asking for negotiations. How radical is that? They wanna sit down and talk to the landlord about what a just increase would be. And I think they certainly deserve that. But if they're gonna fight this, then it's gotta be more than their tenant association. It's gotta be all of us in City Life, all the other tenant associations that are represented here, all the people of Malden. If they're gonna fight it, that's how we're gonna win. And we can win, but we're gonna need that kind of solidarity. So we hope that maybe we can pass around something to get folks signed up if you're not, but we wanna let you know about the next action and next action. And it may very well be where you say it is, ma'am. So um, I think at this point, we might want to invite up some guest speakers if we could. And uh, maybe even before that, we want to have, we have another message for United Properties, which is, let's see. United Properties, what do you say? Don't kick anyone out today. United Properties, what do you say? Don't kick anyone out today. United Properties, what do you say? Don't kick anyone out today. United 
private properties, what do you say? Don't kick anyone out today. One, two, three, four. No more constables at our door. One, two, three, four. No more constables at our door. One, two, three, four. No more constables at our door. Five, six, seven, eight. Don't evict, negotiate. Five, six, seven, eight. Don't evict, negotiate. Five, six, seven, eight. Don't evict, negotiate. One, two, three, four. No more constables at our door. Five, six, seven, eight. Don't evict, negotiate. One, two, three, four. No more constables at our door. Five, six, seven, eight. Don't evict, negotiate. You guys are veterans already. Thank you. Maybe we could invite up the mayor of Malden, who is here with us. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Again, I'm Gary Christensen, mayor of the city of Malden, and I have but three words. Keep the faith. You have to keep the faith. 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 So I'm not alone in wanting to show our support for the tenants here. We have John Matheson representing the city council. Steve Winslow. Steve Winslow, also here from the city council. And uh, we just want to let everyone know that you know we stand with you. Uh, we have met, and we have also met with the owner of this property. And the owner left. You know, the meeting that I had with him assuring me that he would at least sit down with the tenants. And I'm very dismayed to learn that he has not done that. So I know when I leave here, my first call will be to the owner of United Properties to find out why he did not follow through with at least sitting down. So I will make sure to let you know what happened with that commitment, and we won't stop in the meantime, I just want to let everyone know this is the most challenging issue that we have faced as a city, and uh, I must admit to you all that um, you know we're on the we're coming in on the back end this, of this ourselves, uh, but we are going to work as hard as we can to fix it. As most of you know, a lot of development has occurred in the downtown. Honestly, we missed the boat, but we are working to correct it. Since two years ago, no developer has come through our office without a commitment to do affordable housing. And that's why you haven't seen any more development here in Malden. And the other thing that we are doing now, thanks to Councilor at Large Debbie DeMaria, is we are working with Habitat for Humanity to have a permanent presence in our city. They are in the midst right now of building affordable housing on Main Street. And then I see Alex Pratt here from the Malden Redevelopment Authority. Alex, can you raise your hand? Right over here. Thanks to Alex's um, you know, support, we now have money committed through our Community Development Block Grant that can be used for eviction counseling. So I want to make sure before this rally ends that you know you at least touch base with uh, Mr. Pratt to see whether or not those services might be of help to all of you. But in the meantime, you know we're here, we're with you, we'll do what we can to help. Hang in there. While the mayor is doing his part, we have to do our part and defend these folks at 33 Park Street and spread the word that it's possible to do that so more people take up the fight. 
Are there any other elected officials from Malden who are here that might want to say a word? Folks, thank you for uh, having me here. And honestly, I know how difficult this is. <laughs> when rents go up like this, it happened in Ward 3. Health and management came in. They nearly doubled rents. And the city council, we passed a resolve and we said, let's come together and find a way for you not to increase rents by 50, 75% all at once and displace people so that they have to find a new home. That's not right. There's nothing more difficult than that. And let me tell you, over the last eight years, we've had a thousand new apartments downtown, zero affordable. I think people that have low income deserve to have a place that they can go without being driven out of the city of Malden. Then why don't you support All right, Alex, I do support it. You don't vote and in I'm favor fighting of them. And I'm fighting to keep yeah, watering. You are running for mayor Ma'am, now. yeah, you're damn right. And it's good for the city to have this debate. Absolutely. And instead of water and sewer rates, let him finish. Let me tell you. Buildings like this pay a higher water and sewer rate than a house like that. That's a fact. And when you overbill $9 million over and above the consumption cost of it water and sewer, that gets passed on through your rents. It gets passed on to your rents, okay? It's a fact. And if you really want to fight for people like this, like I do, that's the conversation you need to have. Fair billing, affordable housing. It's too little, too late, Mayor. We need to do this yesterday. These people are looking for new homes now. We need a new day where we address this as it's happening. Not be reactive, be proactive. Apartment developers are getting rich at our expense here in Malden, and the day has come that that stops. Thank you very much, folks. God bless you. God bless you. We, we respect uh, all local democracy. We want to keep our our focus on uh, what we're going to do to support these guys in coming months. Um, hang on a second. Are there any folks from... Steve went on to state council. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm first term of the city council, and I'm, uh, you know, as I'm knocking on doors and talking to people, um, and this issue has come up as to what we do in our town to keep uh, affordability. And I mean, there's some people who think the only way out is to not do anything. But what I realize that what makes Malden the community is that it's been an affordable place where you can come start your life as an adult, young adult, be able to afford to live here, eventually maybe then raise your family here and grow old. And that's a key value. We need to keep Malden affordable because that's what's so great about Malden, that it's it's been a place where families can work and earn and raise their families. And so that's you know, that's why it's so important we support you that um, it's it's unconscionable that someone comes in and buys a building and, and you know raises uh, rents that much. Um, that's just just unfair to you all who've worked here and made the commitment to Malden. And so, um, so I fully support you know the efforts to um, to negotiate and do whatever we can. I mean, we are as a city. We now have the Community Preservation Act, which has resources for affordability. I know we have um, Asian Community Development Corporation, who's come to town looking for opportunities. Um, you know, I expressed um, on the city council as we were voting on some caps on development, that saying, "Well, we have taller buildings." that are affordable. Why are we excluding those type of opportunities? So I fully think that 
we, in order to address this, not only do we need to address this immediate crisis for you, we need to, as a city, commit to affordability. And every new development, we need to have affordable housing happening. We need to make that happen coming term. And we need to, uh, and we need to work with our you know, community development corporations and other people to make sure that we have people who are not focused just on profit doing our housing. So um, that's an important component. It takes a lot of work. I know, I'm, I'm always impressed if, um, I know Chinatown um, had this big crisis. They did a lot of work through their things. We can learn from other communities. It's a difficult thing, but um, if we don't do anything, it's just gonna get worse. And um, you folks are um, unfortunately on the front line of, of not having dealt with this um, appropriately. So um, we are backing you 100%. Let us know whatever you need to know and bear, let us know what we need to do as counselors. Thank you very much. Thank you. Speaking of, speaking of China, you know, it's a very nice, quiet neighborhood. There's great restaurants around and it's affordable and was affordable. And uh, with a new landlord that he basically bought the building on the day when everybody's leases expired. And on the same day that we found out the building had been sold, we also got the notification that all our raises, that all of our rents were being raised by 50%. So uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a stressful thing. It's a disruptive thing to uh, you know have to worry about. You know, are you going to have to relocate completely? Um, this guy owns so many properties in Malden that he can basically control the market rate on all of the apartments that, of any given size. So you know, if, if when we were looking at the listings, more than half of the listings that we saw were actually in other buildings that he already owned, and they were all you know all of the prices. He keeps all of his prices at the same level. So, mm -hmm. And we had already had to relocate from Alston because we oh. were also the victims of another slumlord where we had an electrical fire that burnt our loft down. Yeah. And uh, so this is something that keeps happening, especially to artists, where we keep having to relocate over and over and over again. And we bring so much to the community for free. Like this is something that's beneficial to the communities of greater Boston. And we just get treated like crap. Um, yeah, a lot of our friends have already been pushed completely outside the mm -hmm. Boston area. They're in Salem, they're in Providence, Rhode Island. Like there's nowhere left to go. And, you know, I, and I was so excited to be here because this is such like a diverse, and wonderful community and to just feel like every single time that we feel solid somewhere that we just get kicked out somewhere all over again it's just heartbreaking How do you think the rally went today and oh. the organizers, City Life? I think the rally went amazingly well. I mean, thank you so much. I think the rally went amazingly well. Um, I did not actually expect all these people. When I was first helping organize it, I'm like, maybe five people show up. But this is a really excellent turnout. And um, 
I feel really fired up and I feel like we have the support of the community and I, you know, that it's something that's really hard when you're going through this of feeling, it feels very personal when you're facing possible eviction of like, it gets internalized, like this is my fault, I allowed this to happen. You're getting a little teary-eyed. I can see it. It's tough. And, you know, the mayor was here, two city councilors. Uh, WBUR was here, I believe. A lot of media, a lot of people. I mean, you must feel good about this today, right? Yeah, I feel like it's total success. And what, what would you like to see uh, maybe people listening? Well, how can they offer support? So one thing to offer support is uh, is uh, supporting rent control, and specifically, um, Mike Connolly at the State House is putting forth a bill called Housing for All, which includes many things about also fighting eviction and assisting people and staying in their homes. And part of the bill is rent control, and I think this is really important because right now we're getting. We're, I feel like we're under attack as, you know, the communities are actually under attack. This is something that, something that is causing so many, you know, so many of these problems are interrelated. But, you know, when you look at the hierarchy of needs, like what's at the, what's at the base? What is at the foundation of the hierarchy of needs? It's food and it's shelter. If you do not have shelter, you cannot, you cannot do anything else. You can't, you can't move forward as a society. You cannot have a cohesive community without shelter. And so many people are without, are losing their shelters. Uh, you know, we see, we, we see on the street all the time, the number of homeless people have just exploded. I, even in, even in this community, I see people sleeping on benches and in the church doorways. I just saw one when I parked my car at the library, right, right a half a block from here. It's, it's absolutely everywhere, and it's shocking. It's, it's absolutely, it's disgusting. And sometimes, sometimes it's interesting talking to people from other countries because uh, when I went to visit Berlin... I couldn't help but notice I didn't see people sleeping on the street. And I was in a lot of places around Berlin. And I asked people who lived there, I'm like, you know, I don't really see people sleeping on the street. I mean, I see people obviously who don't look wealthy and possibly are maybe you know, living a bit on the edge, but I, I don't see people putting a blanket over them and curling up in front of a storefront. And they're like, yeah, we kind of don't have that. And then you have people from Europe come here and they go to New York, they go to Boston or even to smaller areas. And they're like, you have people everywhere who have nowhere to go. Why is that acceptable? And I don't really have an answer to them because it's not. It's not acceptable for, for a country as wealthy as we are to allow this. It's disgusting. And... It has to change. Thank you so much, because uh, I mean, I when I said to you, I literally were having a teary moment. You were, you had tears in your eyes. Tears were rolling down your eyes, and 
I know how much this means to you and means to so many people because this is like the number one issue yeah. around here now. It absolutely 100% is. There's nothing, there's nothing over it. I mean, even there was, there was a period of time where City of Boston was asking artists what they wanted. And the number one, before anything else, before having venues, before having um, more art programs, it was, we need housing. We need affordable housing. That was above everything else. They're like, give us, if you can find, if you can find us affordable housing, we'll stay here. And what happened? About half of my friends no longer live here. They live... They live in the North Shore. They live... It's where I live now. Right. They live in the North Shore. They live in Salem. Some of them move to to Providence, Rhode Island. They've all... Some of them have moved to New York. Because, amazingly, in some areas, New York is cheaper to live in than here. We have people... We are losing people to Los Angeles. We're, you know, at a certain... And the irony of it is that a lot of these, you know, Boston is kind of obsessed with being a big boy city and uh, of being like, of wanting to compete with the big boys. They're like, well, you know how you have that? You have that by having a diverse community of many different people. If you just have a bunch of nerds and polo shirts that's not going that's not an appealing thing for most people you need to have vibrant and interesting people to attract you know the tech companies you're so obsessed with landing i'm you know because the i mean if tech companies really wanted to they could relocate to the middle of nowhere and but they can't, uh, they can't attract people that way because nobody, because those people don't want to live in the middle of nowhere. They want to live somewhere exciting, which is why San Francisco is a mess. They, it's like you want, you want to have, you want to have a real city. You got to make a real city. And the way you make a real city is you have all kinds of people in it. Otherwise, you just have a suburb. Councillor Matheson always says he's going to support the poor and the working class and immigrants and he's going to fix the water and then he votes against all of the policies that would actually do anything of benefit to the Malden community. He talks out of both sides of his mouth at all times and he tells blatant lies to the press thinking that we're going to be stupid enough to just accept his made up version of reality. But we're not that stupid. And what do you think about the mayor who, who showed up today? I think Mayor Christensen is at least a much more serious person than Matheson, who actually invests himself in Malden, uh, and he's not just in it for himself. I mean, I'm sure every mayor has an ego, but at least he is approving the plan that was brought by a special committee to the city council about how we can start fixing these pipes proactively. And he is pursuing that and he's pursuing grant money and anything we can find so that we don't have poison water anymore. So you're talking so. about lead pipes and all that, which is another issue. Yes, which is an issue that Matheson has been the major obstacle to. Uh, you know, he says he has a plan that's going to fix it twice as fast. His plan is to cut our water and sewer rates so we can afford even fewer repairs. We pay less than Arlington, which has replaced their entire infrastructure. They're completely modern. So for our 
desperately needed repairs, he wants us to pay less than they pay for maintenance. I don't see how that af- that math adds up. Thank you, Steve. And your name? Steve McMorris, Malden resident. sentimental when it comes to buildings but I remember when I first saw my apartment I'm like this this is the place that I really want to live and I'm I'm fighting this fight because I still want to live here we're a community um, and one one landlord shouldn't have the chance to dictate a community based on who can afford to live there I'm Lynette. Uh, I've lived here for just over two years, but I've lived in Malden for about 12 years. And the reason I moved here was actually because the rental at my other place went up too high. And so when I found this place, I was really happy. Like Megan, you know, it was a place I really wanted to live. It's a great location. I was really excited, particularly about living across from the local library. And because I've lived in Malden for so long, you know, all my healthcare providers are here, my primary care physician, my eye doctor, my dentist, they're all within walking distance. Mm-hmm. My favorite restaurants are here. There's a great Ethiopian restaurant just behind here. There's great Vietnamese restaurants, the Indian grocery stores. Malden is a really diverse and vibrant city. And, you know, to see so many people being moved out because they can't afford to pay the rent, um, when they've lived here for decades, it's just it's just wrong, and I, I want to fight that. I'm I'm also a local 26 union member. I work at the College Park in food service, so you know I definitely standing up to this. Thank you. If you didn't get directly organized by City Life, we'll be talking with the mayor and other elected officials about how to how to defend them, and. Uh, so, so stay tuned. I think this is going to be an important and big battle. We're going to win it, and that's going to really help Malden and the entire uh, demand of affordable housing and anti-displacement throughout the area. All right. So, <laughs> a message to the residents that, if necessary, over and over again, we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back.